0: It's Mankato's Talk of the Town, connecting the community on News
1: Sports Talk KTOE. Here's your host, Lisa Kay.
0: All right, we are back on Talk of the Town today here on KTOE. Gotta love it. It is a Monday where it looks like uh, 57 degrees, the expected high today. Mm, I'm all right with that. It's all good. Here we go with a fall. And I can't believe has it been a whole entire year? Maureen is in with us. We've got Mankato Area Foundation. Has it really been a whole year? It's been a has whole it, year since we've had our friend Kate here. Oh, very I gotta turn your right mic on there. You need one of those microphones. Alrighty. I got an
1: extra person in the studio today. So it's been a whole year. A whole year. Last year for breast cancer awareness month, we brought in our friend Kate Hansen, who had just been diagnosed. The night before that we did the show, she had just shaved her head. And she bravely came on and told us about her diagnosis and the whole idea that we need to be in there for regular checkups and cognizant of our health in order to be aware that it's, uh, one in four people are impacted by cancer. And with the Jonathan Zierk Cancer Fund, we present caring boxes to patients at the time of their diagnosis via their oncology team to assist them through their cancer journey. And I know it used to be when we heard someone got diagnosed with cancer, we all gasped and thought it was probably the end for the person. But now, due to advances in medical science and treatment and the support systems, that is not the prognosis. Mm. But there is still a difficult journey ahead for a lot of people. And Kate, who looks fantastic, Mm -hmm. is going to tell us about her journey. And uh, some of the things she's learned, I mean, even now, just out in the lobby, someone stopped to talk to Kate about her journey and to share their story. And this happens a lot. So she's got to be prepared to give the right kind of encouragement, but also the right kind of empathy. So I'm going to let her tell her story. It's so good to see you, Kate. Oh
0: my gosh, it's so good to see you. Oh, I can't believe it's been an entire year. Every I time uh, I I think about you, I think of how the last time you were here, it literally was right after you had shaved your head. You had yeah. decided this is it. My family is going on board with me, and and here yeah. we go. And then we had the conversation about your your uh, diagnosis and how mm-hmm. difficult that was. And you I still it, it resonates with me. I still remember the story of you sitting in your car. What am I supposed to do now? Who am I supposed to call?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Do do I drive home?
2: Yeah. It was earth shattering. It was absolutely. It absolutely was like uh, when somebody flips the monopoly board because they're like, you know, mad about the game. It felt like that. Like my whole life just got flipped upside down and scattered.
0: And you're left by yourself in your car in a parking lot, (laughs) like like (laughs) such a normal thing. Like let's just take ourselves home. But what do we do? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I did? I immediately made my mammogram appointment after I saw you.
2: Do you know what one of my friends did after um, my my diagnosis? And she was diagnosed with cancer because of that. Because of that, Uh right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Get the boobies checked, ladies.
0: Let's get them checked, right? <laughs> Make the appointments right now. If this is not going to be uh, your day, tomorrow should be your day. It should be done real yes. soon. Um, so since the last time we spoke to you, I know that you were, you were. I can do hard things is always mm-hmm. the phrase that I, I remember with you. Um, I have your shirt, and I've seen so many people wearing them around
2: yes. town,
0: which was amazing. How did the fundraiser oh go? What did you end up having to do? I know that you were talking about, the enormous amount of shirts that were sold—it
2: was crazy. So in that first batch, the very first, like the pre-sale, we sold over seven hundred shirts. Um, I think it was about seven seven twenty-five or something like that. So the by the end of that, or I ordered a thousand shirts in the first batch, and we sold those, blew through those. Yeah. yeah. Um, since then, so we ended up donating seven thousand five hundred dollars in the first donation. Mm. Um, it's over, the donation has been over 8,000 now. I even, I evened it out between you and American Cancer <laughs> yes, Society. Yes, fabulous, Maria. thank um, you. <laughs> and so both American Cancer Society and the Jay-Z Cancer Fund got about $4,000 so far. Um, I just pulled numbers last week and I, I'm waiting um, until we get to like the end of the year, I think, but it should be over five, $600 more. Wow. Because I still donate five dollars from every shirt, every candle, one dollar from every sticker, to um, organizations that now, support if, cancer fighters. If people
0: are wondering where we can go support and purchase, yeah, quickly on the on the beginning of our interview here, let's just talk about where that is. Yeah,
2: um, actually, the um, Pond Road Market downtown has my shirts, and um, five dollars from all of those shirts go to either the Jay Z's Cancer Fund, American Cancer Society. I've been thinking about sprinkling in another organization here. As well. Um, and then my website is cabin4gear.com.
0: All right. We'll put those links down on the show notes underneath this interview later on with Kate Hansen and Maureen Gustafson and with Mankato Area Foundation. Maureen, you had mentioned about the um, the journey that one goes through far beyond what uh, they're going to receive with the Jay Z Cancer box. Correct. Um, that there are so many things that Kate needs to be prepared for. I didn't think about it in that way beforehand. Mm-hmm. Where Yes, Kate, even sitting in a lobby right. here at the radio station, somebody's going to come up and they're going to want to share something with you. And sometimes that takes a toll on, not that it's not a good thing and mm-hmm. welcoming because you know you're not alone, but also that, that's that got to take a toll.
2: It does um, because you want to be, well, someone told me I'm like a cancer poster child now. and. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed, but I was also like, I kind of am. I don't mean to be. I didn't mean to be right. But so you feel this kind of responsibility to be a positive thing for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not done with my own journey yet, right? So I'm still trying to like keep myself positive, and so providing that support to other people can get really tiring.
0: I feel like that's you're part of a light, the light that comes from you that oh, others thanks. are attracted to. Thanks. And uh, let's talk a little bit about your journey now. Yeah. Where are you? Because I've been following along on social media. I know not everybody has been, but um, right. if if they don't know you.
2: Yeah. So um, I I'll guess I'll rewind back. So when I met you before, um, I had been through one round of chemo. Um, I did five more after that. My last chemo was in mid-January. Mm-hmm. Then mid-February think, or end of February, I had um, a double mastectomy and they took 12 lymph nodes from my left armpit. Mm -hmm. Um, All of that tissue was cancer free. So that was great news to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, Then in, so that takes about six weeks to recover from, like you are laid up. It was a long recovery. Mm -hmm. Then um, I started a pill called um, letrozole. And apparently, that pill aggravated an already existing condition for me that I didn't know I had. Oh. So I ended up having. Lovely. Yeah, Thank it you was for that little gift. Yeah, that was great. So I ended up having um, a hysterectomy and my ovaries and cervix removed. Oh, my goodness. That was a fun surprise in May. And then um, I do still, I should say, I still do treatments every three weeks. So I had the, the chemo for six times. But since then, I've had. 10 rounds of, like, it's kind of like chemo, but it's not. So it still wipes you out. It still makes you pretty tired. I was going to say, because usually not
0: as, a couple days after chemo, you said you were just knocked out. Yeah.
2: So, like, I had one on Tuesday last week. I slept. I'm not a sleep-in type of person. Mm-hmm. I slept until 945 this morning, which oh is, my. like, and yesterday, which is crazy for me. Like, I never sleep in like that. So it still knocks you out pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I have three more of those. My last one is December 5th. Um I had a surgery in August that um to finish the reconstruction from my mastectomy. So okay. I've had So if you're keeping track, I've had four surgeries, yeah. six chemo's, uh 10 immunotherapy infusions. I can't remember my other numbers, but yeah, it's been a year. You have year. a
0: frequent punch card. <laughs> yeah. At the, at I the said Cancer that Center. maybe they, yeah.
2: you know, you get a free surgery or like a free <laughs> cup of coffee after five. I don't know.
0: <laughs> They're not even giving you a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> at least a mug
1: with your name yeah, on it. Something. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. Uh, and so, and you, among all of this, are a mother. Yes. And, uh, you have a family to care for and that cares for you in return and yes. and a great friend support system i'm sure yes um yes but what does that do? I want to know and I don't we only have a couple minutes before we go to break. So start thinking about that. I want to I want to know what that does to you as well just as a woman. I think generally we we're, we're often feeling marine correct me if I'm wrong in no. your camp here, but often feeling like you're taking care of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It is your job to take care of everybody and make sure other people have their doctor appointments scheduled when uh, how do you write that with, you know, your calendar and the long to-do list. When, when do you stop and take care of yourself? Uh, so we're going to be talking a little bit with Kate Hansen a year later, one year later, uh, from the time that she had originally joined us with Mankato Area Foundation here on Talk of the Town. Grabbed the shirt. By the way, I was at Pond Road Market um, and I saw the shirts hanging there and I yeah. was wondering, I was like, oh, I wonder if they're... Okay, so I'm glad to know that I was, I was in the right there, that they're being sold there for, yes. for yes. you. Yes. Um, and thank you, Pond Road Market, for that as well. And the GZ Cancer Fund, we're going to be talking about that because those are those boxes that get yes. received and mm-hmm. uh, probably was very useful to you.
2: Absolutely. That's what sparked the whole, like, okay, I don't want to make money off of these shirts. I don't want to make money off my cancer. So right. how, what good can I do? And I really thought those shirts were just going to be a way to pay back for my box and maybe support a couple more. I had no idea it was going to be. Just
1: took off. (laughs) It was phenomenal. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So good. All right. Mankato Area Foundation in with us today. We'll be right back.
1: And now more Talk of the Town
0: with Lisa Kay. Back on Talk of the Town. Lisa Kay in studio with Mankato Area Foundation here. We're talking. Maureen Gustafson is in. She's uh, back on mic three there. And then Kate, uh, Kate Hansen is in with us, too right next to me here in studio. A year later, uh, as we talk about her cancer diagnosis, the journey, uh, the help that she's now giving when the Jay-Z Cancer Fund, isn't that ironic? Jay-Z Cancer Fund originally here for you, now you're here Mm -hmm. supporting them. It's kind of a nice... Spectacular. It's nice. Mm -hmm. It's nice. We're talking a little off air here about something that I wanted you to mention because when you are diagnosed with uh, your cancer, you had people who you called... Leaners and hiders. Can mm-hmm. you tell me a little bit about what leaners and hiders is? Yeah. I,
2: so when you get diagnosed with cancer, you have this swelling of support, like people just jump to come and support you. Um, and then there's so you have this huge group of people that are around you and, and rallying for you. Um, I had people that I called leaners that I really didn't, some of them I didn't expect, really stepped in and seemed like they knew exactly how to support me, what to do, how to be there for me. Um, Like I said, some of them I would never have thought.
0: It's not going to be that person that comes for me, but it was. But it was like
2: somebody like on the periphery of my life that just leaned in hard and stepped in and filled parts of my life for me that in immeasurable ways. And then you have hiders, which I tend to naturally be a hider because I'm scared I'm going to screw up. I'm scared I'm going to like do the wrong thing, say, say the, the wrong, wrong thing, whatever. So my natural tendency when someone's in crisis is to disappear. Um, I found out during my cancer journey how painful that is. Mm. I would rather have had someone mess up and say something wrong or you know maybe not show up in exactly the right way, but at least they showed up. Right. And I'm not, I should say, I'm not mad at anyone right. who hid because I, that's my natural tendency and that's probably what I did many times in my life before mm-hmm. cancer. But now going forward, I've realized how painful it is when a good friend just disappears from your landscape. Right. And it's probably because they didn't know what to do. They're terrified or they're of terrified. losing
0: yeah. their friend. I remember. I remember hiding from somebody, I think I was 16 years old, I had a friend that was diagnosed with cancer. And I did it's not protection. I did not know what to say. This yeah. was one of my best friends. I didn't know what to say to her at 16. If right. As a 50-year-old woman, I would have something different to say about that. Right. But um, you know, I had to give myself a little grace at being sixteen. Yes, absolutely. But um, I totally understand yeah where you're coming from.
2: Yeah, so it was it was a learning thing for me and it's something I'm taking forward now. And I was telling Maureen that I'm trying to find this balance now of like not going too far the other way and like, I'm going to come in and do yeah, everything yeah, for For, you. for everyone, <laughs> yeah. you know, because that can, that's overwhelming while I'm still on my own cancer journey. Right. And so I'm trying to like, and find so, this balance. Can we talk about that a little bit? Because yeah.
0: you're so busy taking care of your own physical, like you're focused on your physical, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on kicking the cancer and, and being healthy. Um, that how much of that time is spent really focused on Kate's emotional,
2: like Ooh, how, that's how you're a thing feeling about it so I would say about eight nine months in is when I actually started feeling the weight of what i'd been through and from what my therapist says um, that's completely normal like because you 're in fight or flight you're in survival mode mm-hmm. during chemo during surgeries all of that stuff and you get on the other side of that and suddenly you have this holy cow, what have I been through and they 've got grief of the loss of your former self and the loss of your former life. Right. Because I am not the person I was a year ago. Mm. Um, And then you've got trauma. I mean, going through four surgeries in a year, that's traumatic. Going through chemo is traumatic. Going, you know, seeing how much my body has changed, seeing how much um, I'm not able to do that I was able to do. I mean, I was hiking in the mountains a month before right. my diagnosis. There's no way I could physically do that now. I'm way too weak. I'm way too tired. Um, so, like, there's this grief of there was. I I joke around that there was Fit Kate. I was very fit. I was very healthy. I was doing all the things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Fit Kate is not here,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: so there's a lot of grief with that. And right. so I didn't really. I was not prepared for that. And I think that that part hitting so late in the journey, you feel like. I'm almost done. Like I'm cancer free. I should be feeling really good. Am but I
0: back to normal? Why, yeah. why am I not hiking?
2: Right. I should be done. Like I should feel really good. But instead you feel this like sense of loss and you feel um, that heavy, heavy grief. And everybody's like, but at least you're cancer free. Well, yeah. And I'm grateful for that, but I'm also really tired and I'm really don't feel great. Mm-hmm. And so there's, and I'm still processing that. So we're like, I've been cancer free since the middle of February Mm -hmm. and I'm still struggling with a lot of those pieces.
0: I think that's something that we might not realize, those of us that haven't gone through the journey. Mm -hmm. So how would we best support? How do we
2: best support that? Um, I think it's just checking in, asking to go for a walk, asking to go for coffee, Mm -hmm. just making sure your person isn't alone. Because I think this part of the journey feels lonely
0: right lean don't hide
2: yeah right? mm-hmm. exactly
0: here's lisa k on ktoe back in the studio with mankato area foundation today we talk with maureen with the jay-z cancer fund and kate hansen uh well still going through and surviving strong uh kate uh has been in um, was it a, it was about a year ago yeah yeah and uh, before we went to the break we were talking a little bit about the people that leaned in or hid from you mm-hmm. uh, w- with your diagnosis and the fact that many people handle uh, tragedy and crisis in our loved ones lives so many different ways I'm sure you've learned a lot more than even from even just um, you know like family yeah uh, and and uh, people like you said that you wouldn't have expected them to act the way they did or show up in the way that they showed up for you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's some people in the world that just know what to do. And then there are a lot of us that don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I learned one of the biggest things I learned is saying, let me know how I can help is pretty useless because I'm not going to call you and say like, Hey, I need help with this. Um, I learned being more specific when you offer help. So like, um, can I bring a meal to you on Tuesday? Like, say, if they don't have, like, a, um, one of those meal, or tre- meal trains or whatever. Um, or do your kids need rides? Is there something in your house that's getting neglected that I can come do for you? Mm-hmm. Like, pull weeds, you know? Or um, one of my friends came and vacuumed at my house yeah. every week. Because, because you couldn't I, vacuum. I couldn't vacuum. Right. And we have two dogs and teenagers who are very busy with everything. And at the time, they couldn't drive, so... My husband was busy making their food and driving them around and all of those things. So things got neglected. And I hate dog hair.
0: right? So she just
2: called and said, I'm going to come over and vacuum. And I was like, there's no way I would have called her and said, said please come and vacuum can my you house. Please come vacuum my house. That's the thing I need. Right? She just did it. And so, and I'm not the person that would show up and vacuum your house unasked, but I can say, is there something that's getting neglected at your house that I can come do for you? Mm-hmm. Do you need a bathroom clean? Do you need the weeds pulled? Do you need whatever? And I think that that is much more helpful than just saying "Let me know if there's anything you need," because we
0: like we won't. We should just stop saying that. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just, right. Let's just stop saying "Hey, let me know if I can help."
2: Yeah, because you can. Yeah, yeah, just and ask specifically. I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm not the person that's going to show up at your house and start pulling weeds. But and I, I I do know there are people in the world like that. Right, I'm one of those people. <laughs> mm-hmm. But. I can say more specifically instead of saying, let me know how I can help. I can offer specific ways to help. And then they're more, way more likely to say, you know what? Yes. And one of the most powerful things someone said to me was when I was struggling to let people help us, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: the most powerful thing someone said was when you say yes, when you let someone help you, you are actually letting them love you.
1: Mm -hmm. And I
2: was like whoa that is huge and i still get goosebumps on my head that like i'm letting them love me and that is huge because that yeah they they want to show love they want to help me carry this huge thing i'm carrying and if i say no i'm good i got it then i'm not letting them in and you're alone and they're alone yes and so but by letting them in to help I'm giving them permission to show me love. Oh, okay. and that's
0: beautiful. Isn't
2: it? When yeah. some, when I don't even remember who said it to me and I was like, Holy cow. And it changed my whole perspective on offering help and on receiving help. Do you ever just sit back and
0: reflect or maybe you I, I know for me, I'd probably have to journal or something, but all of the things that you've learned about yourself.
2: Absolutely. This? Actually, I wrote about, a lot about them in my caring bridge because I felt like there were things that people needed to hear. Like, I learned so much and I think I'm not the only person that struggles with accepting help Mm -hmm. and struggles with offering help the right way to make it easier for the person to say yes. Right. So, yeah, I did. I wrote a lot about that. And
0: speaking of learning about yourself, you had mentioned that you were in therapy. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is and how you get connected with therapy? What kind of therapy?
2: Yeah. So, um, The process of finding a therapist was really overwhelming for me. I knew I needed help. I was really struggling this past summer. Um, Just with everything I had been through, I realized that I was not healthy um, emotionally. But the process of finding a therapist was really overwhelming. And um, I'll keep it, you know, basically my insurance company helped me find a therapist, Mm -hmm. which was Amazing! I never thought I would say I love my insurance company, <laughs> but I do. My insurance company has been amazing through all of this. So I found a local therapist who is helping me process the grief and the trauma that I've been through. Um, and then I also recently found um, an organization called Be the Light that is a support for breast cancer survivors mm-hmm. and I would six months ago I was not prepared for a group session or anything I was not ready for that but now I'm at a point where it is so helpful to hear other breast cancer survivors saying a lot of the things that I've been thinking but had no idea were normal mm-hmm. and my therapist helps me understand things like the grief process and all of that but she hasn't been through breast cancer so she doesn't right no so it's kind of like a two-pronged approach that I'm doing sort of like um, normalizing and validating my feelings as well as working through them. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah,
0: I guess. I've cried a lot.
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah,
0: I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maureen, you were talking about the, the grief of the the loss of our hair. Correct. And it's such a big thing. I think nobody yes. talks about that. No.
1: Right? We no, all I mean, we all it? can okay, empathize well. when someone has to do it, but... It, truly what a grieving kind of situation it is cuz it's this identity
2: too i mean this mess that i have on my head is which th- i think is it's adorable, adorable but- well thank you but i didn't choose it right mm-hmm. so like it's not like you shave your head or your hair falls out and then that's it like it's a s- i've i've met survivors that are you know 3 years in and they're still like ugh, my hair because it's still really short and mm-hmm. it's still not what they want it to be cuz we don't choose the hairstyle right
0: so yeah. there, there is a, a grief process that goes along mm-hmm. with that. Because it's a Which... piece
2: of your identity. And when, like when, a year ago when I had shaved my, head, my hair off, um, it became like a billboard. Like I couldn't go anywhere without somebody knowing I'm sick.
0: Right. And now.
2: Mm-hmm. As, now it feels like it th- I don't look sick. And She's sporty spice. I am sporty spice. You are very sporty. <laughs> it's cute. Thank you. Now, Thank do you, you want to have long hair like you did before? I do want to have long And I've got to get through these, this awkward, like... The grow out phase? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like growing out a pixie that you didn't
0: want. <laughs> now, you're a mom. You've got two young... Well, 16-year-old Yeah, kids they that, can drive now, which is helpful. That, they weren't driving the last time I talked Mm-mm. to you, so they were needing rides places. And they
2: didn't get their license until July of this year. So, yeah. I
1: mean, through the midst of... Now you of, really love your insurance
0: company. Oh, no. it's a different insurance <laughs> company. <laughs> I sure
1: give them a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but grandpa and grandma came through. Each yeah. child has a car. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah,
2: so that, that was unexpected, but awesome because... They're both very busy. They're athletes. They're going in different directions. They both have jobs, you know, so they are.
0: And husband took a, a well, yeah. new job this year. Yeah, he's
2: the principal at Eagle Lake Elementary. So that's been fun for him and um, kind of slowly easing back into a normal life. Right. Yeah.
0: As much as humanly yeah. possible. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming back yeah. in and spending some time with me today. I certainly appreciate it. If people want to follow along with uh, questions or uh, maybe maybe they're getting a diagnosis that they don't want yeah. either. Um, yeah.
2: I, I still have my caring bridge out there. I haven't um, updated for a while, but it's still out there. We can okay. put that in the show notes if sure. you want.
0: Let's absolutely do that. Okay. It's so good to see your shining yeah. face. Thank and you. Your cute hairstyle. Oh, thank you. So yes. Thank you. Thanks for, for having me. Thank you for bringing Kate back. Oh, in. Oh, it was a pleasure. Mankato Area Foundation. How do we get in touch with you?
1: Well, MankatoAreaFoundation dot com. Jay Z, fully alive. And gentlemen, you're next. We have uh, No Shave November coming up, We're coming and for we you. want you to get to the doctor.
0: Absolutely. I suppose we're going to talk about that next time. Yes, we are. Perfect. Maureen, thank you so much. Kate, good to see you again. Yes, you too. Thank you.